This morning is one of our member reflection services, and three of our members have agreed to come and share a little bit of their journey as Unitarian Universalists, or coming to be Unitarian Universalists. And our first speaker this morning will be David Seal. Good morning. Nearly two weeks ago, after I was invited to speak this morning, I received a call from my son that his mother, my ex-wife, had died. Again, I was reminded about the fragility and the brief time of life in the whole order of things. The, I went down to New Orleans to support my son. The service was held in a small house converted into a church behind a vacant lot where a church that I had had a part of building once stood. During the service, I saw a 95-year-old woman who had lost a child, a brother who had abandoned a political campaign to check to see his dying sister, and, of course, many friends that I had not seen in years. I looked around. I saw many people. I noticed the neighborhood as I drove out. Many vacant lots. Much fewer trees than I saw, uh, I remembered but new houses being built, other houses being renovated, and a feeling of optimism. After the service, I talked to many old friends. Besides the, sto besides the stories of my son's mother, I heard a lot about survival, people returning from exile to rebuild their lives, their homes. On the way back, like many South Louisianians, uh, since All Saints Day was the uh, was last weekend, I stopped by the cemetery to check on my parents' grave in Pineville. And um, then returned home. As a child, I was always the one who would ask, why, why, how come, why, why? I'm sure to the point of total aggravation. Although I did not grow up in a fundamentalist family, I did have difficulty with answers such as, you just have to believe. I went to Methodist Sunday School, and as time went on, I was less and less satisfied with what I was, was hearing. I was exposed to Unitarian Universalism in high school and by the time I was in college, I felt definitely most comfortable as a UU. I had little interest in ritual and could not bring myself to believe that I needed any type of emotional, uh, emotional crutch. 
As I have become older, I would say that I've slowly evolved. I've had my share of emotional and physical setbacks, and I consider myself a survivor in almost every sense of the word. Every time I pick myself up literally or figuratively, there is a feeling of pride. That does not mean I'm an atheist or have feel no need for spirituality. There is to me some ultimate source, or as St. Thomas Aquinas wrote, an uncaused cause. Maybe it's a classic example of the more you learn, the more you realize what you don't know. Our daily routines are itself rituals. Getting up in the morning, eating breakfast, and getting ready for a new day. Which at this point in my life, I'm, I am thankful that I have survived and have another day. Another day to listen to music, a favorite symphony, a beautiful day, such as yesterday out on Cross Lake, or watching the seasons pass in this sacred place. Along with rituals, I have been trying to reclaim the language of heritage. The heritage began when modern Homo sapiens first began to have questions about his existence some 30 to 40,000 years ago. I came from a Christian background, although not fundamentalist, and I feel that, I, and that in my own way I represent what could be described as Christian values. No, I do not believe that the King James Bible is literally true, nor that I've, that I've had to be saved from anything. Between uh, just simple rebellion and the almost Orwellian attempt by certain groups in the and in the media to narrowly define Christianity and daily discourse as only one particular viewpoint, I feel that we've nearly given up uh, much of our rich heritage and positive influence of thousands of years of history. Thank you. Thank you, David. Next we have Ravina Windsor. Good morning. While writing this, I came to realize something about the most important things in my life. I found them when I wasn't looking for them and when I didn't even know I needed them. Um, so how did I come to be here? My father's family was Masonic. My mother's family was United Methodist. We, my brother and I, were raised officially United Methodist. Those my parents' teachings digressed quite a bit from the official line. We were taught to be moderate in all things, to trust science to a point, and to behave correctly, not out of fear of hell or in hope of heaven, but because it was the right thing to do. No matter who told us what to do, where it was our friends, our teachers, or even our parents, we would solely be responsible for our actions. I was also encouraged to learn about other cultures and their religions because you could not understand a culture if you did not understand 
the religion that shaped it. Most importantly, I was taught that just because someone was different from me, that didn't make them wrong or me wrong, and that the differences was what kept life from being boring. I was satisfied with the way my life was, and then I went off to college. A friend introduced me to a unique book. She said that if I learned the language of that book, that I would have all the answers it was possible to have. This book was not written on paper. It was with a cover over it. It was written on cards. It was not written with words, but it was written in symbols. This book is called Tarot. Like the Bible, um, people sometimes use it to justify what they want to do or they want to believe. But like the Torah, the Bible, and the Koran, it is a book of inspiration and uh, spiritual philosophy. I found in college that a name for my religious ideas that had not fit into any religious framework I had known up to then, and that was paganism. That was 1972, and I am still reading tarot, and I am still following the winding path. Life moved on. I was satisfied with the way my life was, except for my career. I found that doing what I loved was not making me a living. And since I was, since I was my own financial support, I decided to go back to college and earn that business degree my mother had told me to get in the first place. <laughs> I had saved up enough money to go back to school for two years. Uh, the first college I approached told me that a major in accounting with a minor in computers could not be done in less than three. I found a second college. They said it could be done in two, but you wouldn't have a life. I wasn't looking for a life. I was looking for a degree. <laughs> I learned a lot that first semester. Mainly, the first college had been right. I had not touched a computer prior to starting that program, and my courses were Accounting 101, Intro to Marketing, Intro to Computers, Intro to COBOL, and Intro to Fortran. I was rapidly losing my mind. I, a snowstorm came up, and we had the evening off from school. So my roommate encouraged me to go play cards with some friends of hers. One of the people we were playing cards with was named Boogie. And that was 1983 when we met and married, and we're still enjoying life together. What you find when you're not looking. Uh, Life moved on. Life took us from our native Missouri to Denver and then to Shreveport, but that's another story. What brought me here to All Souls? Shortly after moving to Shreveport, after a stressful day at work, my husband complained that there was no place to get out to nature close by. And a co-worker said, oh, there's a place that has a nature trail. And the people there at All Souls don't care if you walk their trail. So we did and we came here many times to walk the trail and relax. But we did less and less over the years as we bought a place in the country and made it an oasis for our souls. 
A few years later, I got invited to a woman's spirituality group, which met on Saturdays. Where else? All souls. It eventually died out, but I made several lifelong friends. A few years ago, a young lady, a teenage friend of mine, was being harassed at school because she didn't have a church home and she didn't go anywhere. And she invited... She accepted some of their invitations to go to their churches, but none of those churches were right for her. I suggested All Souls, because I thought that she would be accepted here as she was and would have the freedom to become the woman she would be. I offered to come with her and her mother a few times so they wouldn't be alone. I planned to slip back into my own life afterwards, after they had decided this was where they belong. My life was busy. I didn't need another commitment. That was, too, that was a few years ago. All of us are still here. What you find when you're not looking for it. It's fun to know how people came to be here, but it's also important to know why they are still here. The first thing that struck me about all souls was the unison affirmation, the quest for truth. They didn't claim to have the truth, but looking for it was a sacrament. Service is prayer. Prayer wasn't you asking the Almighty to give you what he wanted you to have, but it was meeting needs, yours and others. Covenant with each other. People committed to one another. My first thought upon reading the affirmation was, they get it. They really get it. Um, Boogie and I have found an acceptance here that we have rarely found anywhere else. Accept it for the ways we are like everyone else and for the ways that we are different. We have been made to feel that we would be missed if life carried us away from here. We have been made to feel that we are needed here, and we've been made to feel that we belong here. I believe in the power of images, so I would like to leave you with my image of all souls. A kaleidoscope. We are each a glass piece, a different color, and a different shape. Each time I come here, the lens has turned, and we have a new pattern, different from the one before it, but just as beautiful. I look forward to seeing the next pattern that we will all make together. Thank you, Rovina. Our next speaker is Jared Davis. Good morning. I grew up in a military family, and I've had the opportunity throughout the years to experience many different beliefs and cultures. I remember going to church when I was really young, but for the most part, my family didn't belong in a church, didn't belong to a church until I was in high school. My parents were always very careful about what they taught us when it came to religion. I knew at a young age that we were, we were Republican. I knew we were Christian, but I didn't know we were Presbyterian until freshman year of high school when we started going to church again. I had two best friends in high school. Paul was the youth group leader of his Mormon church, and Jason was youth group mem- leader of his Nazarene church. 
we never really had a lot of discussions, Paul and Jason and I, about, about religion. I guess we never really had a lot of discussions, deeper discussions like that in Arizona anyway. Um, the three of us were very close. And even though I enjoyed going to church and I respected my parents' beliefs, I never really thought anyone was serious. I mean, we didn't really think that we were drinking the blood of Christ, did we? I could understand the morals of the stories in the Bible, but it never crossed my mind that people actually believed that a man built a boat big enough for two of every single animal in existence to fit on. We didn't really think that a loving God was going to doom the entire non-Christian world to hell, did we? I thoroughly enjoyed going to that church, and I saw no reason to voice my concerns, since I assumed that everybody shared them. I figured I can go along with this religion thing as long as it didn't hurt anything. Everything was going fine until the topic of Mormonism came up in one of our Sunday school classes. The teacher explained how Mormonism, how Mormons aren't really Christians at all, and how their religion is closer to a cult than a religion. I was pretty aware of my atheist stance at the time, but I was devastated to learn that people at my church actually thought that their belief in a non-existent God was better than my friend's belief in a non-existent God. I wouldn't say that I lost my religion, because I never really had it. But I started studying religion on my own, and from then I, de I decided to worship with my parents in the sanctuary rather than going to Sunday school class. Skip ahead a few years. Laura and I moved to Shreveport in 2002. We had just moved into an apartment. We hadn't even gotten our furniture yet. We decided to go out and check out the uh, drive through daiquiri place. I didn't think they would actually serve an alcoholic beverage through a drive-thru. <laughs> and Laura did, and I was determined to prove her wrong. <laughs> She's never wrong. <laughs> Later that evening, as we sat in our empty apartment, enjoying our 44 ounces of pure deliciousness, I remember thinking, what have we done? We had just moved to the heart of the Bible Belt on purpose. And we were quickly, quickly realizing why it was called the Bible Belt. I'd never really seen a two-story church, much less, much less one on every corner. And I'm not sure, but I, I think that Shreveport may have more churches than gas stations. <laughs> My religious beliefs, or lack thereof, never really mattered in Phoenix, because no one really ever asked. Here in Shreveport, it's a little different. It's one of the top three questions that you have to answer when you meet somebody. Right after, where are you from and what do you do? They always ask, where do you go to church? All of a sudden, I was in the closet about my religious beliefs. I found myself nodding along in conversations while totally disagreeing with everything the speaker was talking about. Not only am I, am I in the minority here in Shreveport religiously, but politically as well. I had a very difficult time my first few years meeting people that I had anything in common with. Working in research helped, as most of my coworkers weren't from here, but I really wanted to meet people outside of, outside of work that I could have honest conversations with. We found All Souls a little over two years ago, and I was wary at first about going to, back to church, but I quickly realized that this isn't a normal church. <laughs> here, a belief is just a belief, and not how you define a person. You guys don't see me as Jared the Atheist, but rather Jared the Snappy Dresser with the awesome car. <laughs> I 
my beliefs are no more important here than anyone else's because they're just beliefs. Even though we have only been here two years and we have been welcomed with open arms, this church helped me get through some very tough times. When I lost my, when I lost my job, you were there for me. When I lost my grandmother, you were there for me. When I lost my grandfather, you were there for me. And when I lost my other grandmother, you were there for me. 2009 will be a defining year for this church. We'll have to answer some very tough questions. How do we get members to increase their pledges amidst one of the most difficult financial times in our nation's history? How do we pay our staff a fair and equitable wage? How do we tackle the tough issues while maintaining civil discourse and mutual respect? I like what All Souls stands for. Freedom of speech, deeds over creeds, and equality for everyone. But again, these are just beliefs. Beliefs are not what make us who we are. It is our actions that define us. Our, all souls will be tested in the coming months and years, and I am confident that our actions will speak for themselves. I am very excited to be a part of this church during this historic time. Every generation has events that define it. Anyone who was alive during Pearl Harbor will be able to tell you exactly where they were when they heard the news. The same goes for anyone who was around when John Kennedy was shot or when, the man, or when man first walked on the moon. When your kids or grandkids ask you about where you were and what were you doing in November of 2008, you will not hesitate to tell them because you will remember this time forever. You can say to your kids, I remember November of 2008. That was the time I tried Jared's chili. <laughs> Thank you.